is the Resilient Disciples Podcast, powered by Owana. I'm your host, Ross Cochran. Thank you for checking out the podcast today. And a special thanks to those of you who have subscribed to this podcast as we moved to releasing two episodes a week. This episode, like a lot of the conversations we have around here, is meant to encourage you. As a local leader, as a loving, caring adult generally, you are making an eternal impact on the lives of children. Having said that, I think it's worth saying that ministry can be hard. In children's ministry or in your personal life, it's important that we recognize that some seasons are gonna feel like a lull. As you listen to this, you might be heading to a place of burnout, but I hope this conversation can help change your trajectory. Today's episode is part of a longer conversation I had with Kristen Thompson, Kelly Bartley, Kirsten Hitchcock, and Melanie Hester. These four women are experts in what it means to be a local Kidman leader, and they have been where you are. We want to help remind you that God is at work in your ministry, and he wants to do what only he can do. So here is episode 16 of the Resilient Disciples podcast. To start things off, can I just have all of you go around the table and say your names and job titles? It'll be helpful to those who listen to this to have some idea of who is speaking when. My name is Kristen Thompson. I'm the Director of Curriculum and Content. I'm Kelly Bartley, and I am the Curriculum and Content Editorial Assistant. I am Kirsten Hitchcock, and I am the Curriculum and Content Developer. My name is Melanie Hester, and I am the Partner Communication Specialist. How do you finish the year well? How do you, as practitioners, reinvigorate yourselves to be focused on the mission that God has called you into? Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, nothing can really prepare you for, like, some of the challenges that um, someone who is running a children's ministry you would face. I don't think, you know, like, there's just stuff you can't learn. I remember um, calling mentors, like, in my first children's ministry director job and just being like, help me understand this. I don't understand even how to think about some of what, what I'm having to do and um, how like paralyzing some of these decisions can be, or like you don't have a lot of really clear um, understanding of success sometimes. I think that one thing one of my mentors said, who actually was my children's ministry uh, director, pastor, when um, I was growing up, um, so she was one of the mentors that I would call and talk to like once a once a month or so, um, which was really, really helpful. Um, she was, she said, you know, if you, if you're feeling like you're not sure what to do, like think about what's good and, um, appreciate that as kind of your meat and potatoes time, which I know is kind of like a random thing, but I think in images. So for me, that really stuck with me. Like what, if there's nothing really going wrong, then is this like just a meat and potatoes time that you need to appreciate as a season where everything is mostly okay. Any problems you have are either solvable or they're not things that need to freak out or stress you out. Um, and of course, then there's other times, you know, when I would call her and be like, oh my gosh, like they kicked out the pastor and what do I do? And there's this new guy coming, like all the, you know, all the things that um, I think on the children's ministry side, you more like um, deal with the situations that are, um, that the church is in. Yeah. And, um, then those times are, you know, times where it's a different season. And, um, and that was one another one of my mentors will say that uh, this is a season. Everything is a season. And, um, you know, not like just fall, winter, spring or whatever, but like the, <laughs> the seasons, seasons of your ministry life that may be like really short or really long. And just to remember that it's just a season um, was really helpful. Yeah, that's great. 
I think for me, one thing that I would do is uh, I'm an ideas person. So I'm always loving to think of different ideas or fun things I could try or risks I could take. And I would kind of keep a long list of those of like, these are ideas that I'll save for a rainy day. And in lulls of the season is where I'd kind of pull that out and go, okay. what's a new thing that I can try? What's a risk I can take now? Um, and to get the kids and students involved in that as well is is always a great way to re-engage them because I feel like within lulls of ministry season, most likely if you're feeling that as a practitioner, your kids and your volunteers are feeling it as well. Mm -hmm. And so to get them involved of like, hey, here's a list of a few things. Let's try. You guys can vote. Here's like three different ideas. What do we want to try? And you get the kids involved in it and their engagement in it. And then you try it together. And sometimes you can have your greatest successes that way. And sometimes it can be big flops. But either way, it's something to re-engage yourself, re-engage your kids and your volunteers. Um, and I think if those are ideas of things that you're excited about, that will get your energy going as well. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would definitely echo that, of how um, in in a in a lull of just feeling stale. If we're if if that's how we're when I when I think of lull, I think oh, it's feeling stale. How could we reinvigorate it? Versus, um, you could also describe a lull as oh, they're not coming. Oh, I feel burnt out. Oh, I feel these all these different things. So in the context of I feel a lull because it's just feeling stale right now. How can we reinvigorate it? Totally echo what you're talking about, Kelly, of yeah, we could just try something new and don't be afraid to allow it to, to it could totally flop and that's totally <laughs> fine. Right. The kids are probably not going to remember. The adults will be like, hey, remember that one time? And then you'll say, yeah, we did it together. Like, you know, and so part of it is you Absolutely. can, um, it's really more of a bonding thing when you're able to in, invigorate that. But to say, like, why would you just do that in a lull season? That should be something we should be invigorating. We should be, um, I don't mean should, I mean, we can continue to invite volunteers and leaders to say, be a part of this process. You know, that, that, that's the part that year round can be going on. It doesn't need to wait until it's feeling stale to then have other ideas involved. You know, um, it also got me thinking if, if we're talking, well, like I'm feeling burnt out, you can see it in your volunteers, you can see it in your kids that, you know, wow, what is something we really need right now? Maybe it's a break from all of this. Maybe it's um, not just to try something new, but it's let's reconnect somehow. How, how can we reconnect with one another and how can we reconnect with God? Because I think right now what we're seeing is that when when we are feeling that way, we lose that focus. And so then it's, how can we reconnect? Um, so maybe giving, giving the kids and leaders more time to just connect with one another and then doing a simple practice with them or something where it's not so much about, we, we need to, we need to do the Bible story. We need to do these six activities. We need to do these things. It could be, um, well, today we're going to talk about, we're going to, gather together and we're going to pray as a large group and we're going to talk about the importance of prayer for five minutes and then I'm going to let you go to your small then they're going to go to small groups or they're going to connect about what are the real what's the real stuff going on because if you're feeling burnt out there's a there is a reason 
inside you while you're feeling burnt out. There's a reason the leader's feeling that way. There's a reason the kids are feeling that way. So let them express that in that way. Um, and that, that's, I, I really do believe that that's a way that we reinvigorated what we were doing was, okay, we, we have the ability to say no and say, this is what, and there's, I mean, how precious is it when you see a kid connect, you know, not just connect with a fellow peer or their leader, but to really see like, wow, they had a really rich experience with God. Then that was nothing we did, you know? And so more so giving space in that way. I think when, um, we talk about like getting burnt out. I think what, the first thing I hate about that phrase is this this idea that we've come to like the end of our rope and we have nothing left to give. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when we get to that point, um, one of the first things that I always felt like um, I hadn't necessarily done was was a, a check in my own personal life of like. But what have I done so that I do have more to give? Um, what mm-hmm. have I done to choose my own personal um, walk and my own personal time with the Lord to listen and, and hear from him? And what have I done to, to honestly set boundaries and say no to things that might have been able to help me to have space in this moment? capacity in this moment to be able to get to the next. And so I think when we look at this place of, um, I think just exhaustion, um, recognizing like you have the right to look at what God is doing and, and possibly say no to something good so that you have the capacity and energy and vision to say yes to something that God is saying is great in your Mm -hmm. ministries and in your own life. But those spaces still come when the volunteers are few and um, the programming is still high and we don't know what to do. And I, and I think it's in those moments that um, it's as simple as saying, I know that this is coming up ahead of me and I will choose to take an hour today to be alone with God because I know everything else is going to flow out of that. And, and if I'm going to be asked to do this, it's not going to be in my own power. Therefore, I'm going to sit in the presence and in the power of God to get me through what he's asking me to do in this next season. The Resilient Disciples podcast is powered by Awana. Awana is a global nonprofit organization fueled by the generous support of individuals, churches, and organizations, as well as resource sales to accomplish our mission of equipping leaders to reach kids with the gospel and engage them in lifelong discipleship. The podcast is mixed, edited, produced, and hosted by Ross Cochran. Thanks to Kevin Orris and Phil Wallace for making this podcast happen. Go to ResilientDisciples.com for resources and many more of these conversations. The Resilient Disciples podcast is brought to you by the Make Resilient Disciples Tour. Want to help share the future of faith? The Make Resilient Disciples Tour is coming to a city near you. You will engage with other ministry influencers and these conversation-driven gatherings will highlight the importance of relational discipleship in the fearless future of the church. Hear the research, discover fresh approaches, look beyond the traditional tactics of everyday ministry and commit to developing resilient child disciples. Find out when these crucial conversations are taking place in a city near you at resilientdisciples.com tour.